Hello everyone and welcome to the Sticky Wicket Cricket Podcast. Uh, first of all, it's probably worth mentioning a slight apology for the fact that we've not done a podcast for a good couple of months now, boys, hasn't it? It's been quite a while, uh, but it's been really, really good to be back. Um, I mean, there's not really that many excuses. Cheese, you got married in New Zealand. Anything you want to add to that? Uh, yeah, I got married. It was good. <laughs> Fantastic time. But um, yeah, obviously... Put us back by a month in terms of the podcast, didn't it, unfortunately? But good time. Ed, how was your time over there? I had an awesome time. I had, I had the privilege of having you as a groomsman, which I was really, yep. really pleased it's, it's to have. It's taken a bit of recovering from, but it was a good three weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I hear it wasn't a quite fair. I was, unfortunately, the only member of the podcast not to be there, which is a bit embarrassing considering my wife is actually a Kiwi as well, but um, Look, it sounded like a fairly reasonably yeah. solid boozing of two or three weeks my Have serotonin levels were at all time low. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the best way to put it. Yeah, good times. Anyway, we're back. And uh, it's a World Cup next week. So this week, basically, we're going to bring you, well, quite obviously, a World Cup preview podcast. Uh, you can catch us on Facebook. We're still on Twitter. We've been a bit quiet on Twitter, as we have on every format. But uh, at Cricket Pod, we're going to be ramping up the chat for the next few weeks. Uh, England against South Africa kicks off the Cricket World Cup, which starts in England at the Oval next Thursday. It's going to be a massive summer of cricket for all England fans. And obviously, the Ashes follows the World Cup. But before then, uh, well, there's going to be a lot of talk about who's going to win what. There's a l- plenty to talk about. The England squad was announced. England beat Pakistan in a 4 0. ODI series over the last week um, I'm sure Crowther's got a few um, uh, well opinions on the England squad I imagine which I'm looking forward to hearing in the, in the next few minutes uh, and there's just a huge amount to go through about the potential top run scorers top wicket takers star of the tournaments people to watch out for and potentially who's going to win the whole thing so um, where do we start I suppose Ed if we start with England it's probably the most easy uh, uh, place to start uh, how impressed were you with England's performances against Pakistan and do you think England deserve to be favourites for this World Cup? Oh, I think they deserve to be favourites because we've been the best for four years and the rankings and the bilateral series results will tell you that. We did well against Pakistan. If they could field and catch some catches, a couple of those games, I mean, I'm serious, <laughs> yeah. they were embarrassing in the field and you never know, a couple of those catches could be embarrassing. We had this sort of, we lost four for 15 or whatever when we were setting the other day. So, well, we're a very good team, but there is no plan B. We, we'd have, we know that. They're going to keep going and going and going. If there was a plan B, they'd have probably started to play a bit differently after the Champions Trophy. That would have been a nice segue halfway between you know, the four-year cycle between World Cups. But, you know, if, if the wickets tumble, they're going to just keep going and going and going, aren't they? So, look, we're rightfully favourites. I just have a nasty feeling Australia are going to win it. I don't know. Really? Uh, yeah. I have a terrible feeling we're, we're going to we're going to balls things up at, at a key moment. I just have that. I don't know what it is. I just can't shake that feeling. But um, yeah, we'll get to Australia later. And I, I mean, I share your fears. Yeah. It's this horrible. So of everything coming together for them, and yeah, I think Warner. I know. I think he's going to be. If I had to pick top run scorer, I'd go Warner. Really? I think he's in mint form from the IPL. He's got a point to prove. He'll get loads of grief, but he just won't care. I think that he's one of those characters that it'll sharpen him, his focus even more. They're dangerous animals when they're up yeah. against it, aren't they? That's, yeah. that's the and slight fear. And they've got a gun bowling attack as well. They have. Uh, Cheese, where were you last night? 
I happened to be at New Zealand House, which was quite a good time, actually. We were uh, welcoming in the Black Caps for the, for the World Cup and sort of sending them on the way and saying good luck. So it was a yeah, really good event, actually, put on by New, London New Zealand Cricket Club, New Zealand Trade Enterprise. Um, yeah, it was just a cool thing, cool thing to be a part of. And um, yeah, just obviously catch up with some old faces and things. But um, there's a bit of a Q&A and they, seem, they all seem pretty relaxed about it. But um, Well, that's I weird, think, being Kiwis. Yeah, well, that's true. Actually, it's probably the nature. I don't know. I don't know. God knows. Um, but no, look, I think they're yeah, I think they're they're pretty well set up. They've obviously the last one day series they had against India didn't go too well, and the warm ups against Australia haven't gone too well. But I think we know with, with New Zealand they're always there or thereabouts. But I just think that there's six or seven teams that could make these semi finals, and I just think it's yeah. it's just wide open and. Oh, on England, absolutely. I mean, they should be favourites. Um, but yeah, I share your feelings. I don't think they'll get there. I, I think they'll choke at some point. Not not choke, but I'd, I'd like to see what happens when a, a spin bowler comes in and opens the bowling, for example. What does Jason Roy do? What's his plan? What's his game plan there? What happens when they're 30 for three? Which will happen at well, some point. Well, they keep going what, and going. We know exactly. what Exactly. And, yeah. and, and you, like you say, that plan B, I totally yeah. agree. And, and if that happens in a semi-final, it's all over. The only guy, the only one we've come back from was Old Trafford last year. And that was Butler. Butler's the key man mm. because all the other times it's just spiralled and then it's, the game is gone. The one time we rescued it was literally Butler at Old Trafford, if you remember, against the Aussies last year. So for me, he's just the key man. I think Butler is. I think Butler and Rashid for me are the, are the two men that could uh, win, win England this World Cup. I mean, they've got a great side. I mean, Joe Root is still averaging 50 odd. He's probably our most consistent player. The bowling attack. Um, I think there's been some question marks over the England bowling attack for the for the past couple of years. Plunkett is, seems to be the guy that's taken all the wickets in the middle. Um, Moeen's been tight. Rashid has obviously been a bit of X factor with the leg spin. The only thing I would say in, in England's favour, and and I'm, we're going to come on to Jofra Archer because I know we've spoken a lot about him before. Um, Cheese decided to selfishly go and get married in New Zealand, but um, <laughs> we. For me, Archer seems like he could be the missing piece of the jigsaw, really, because if you, you know, without, I mean, you know, I feel sorry for David Willey, but Chris Wokes has been a mainstay. Plunkett's been taking wickets well, and there's Wood and there's Curran and whatever, but I think Archer might just be the last, the last sort of missing piece that actually makes England's bowling attack not as strong as it's batting, but it's pretty good. And and I think England have got, you know, there's not many faults in the team, and if Butler is playing, I mean, the way that Butler played the other day when he got that 100 with about 18 overs left, if he can just carry on, best though at the top of the order, has had an unbelievable IPL. He's been playing out of, you know, he's, Morgan seems on form. Jason Roy. Jason he's Roy looks good. And the, and the white ball isn't moving. Like, the, you know, England might have to chase down 400. Whams if but it they might do it. it Whams if it's a, a bit of a miserable week next week and they win the toss and put us in and Rabada gets going and it's a little bit. And but stain. it won't swing. It still won't swing. Well, remember what Lurabada did to us at Lords a couple of years. If you get, guess something like that, gets a bit of nibble. That's what worries me. Yeah, and that's that's kind of the thing as well. That you, I was watching that Pakistan series and thinking, ah, this is pretty cruisy. Like, yeah, it's not really true. challenging. Not, there's nothing to lose here. When you get into a World Cup scenario where they're expected to win it, they are expected to win it over here, and they've been so good. The choke comes on. You've got to really handle that pressure. And, and our England experience enough in handling it in those do or die situations. Not sure. Uh, and I think I think uh, Archer exactly what you're saying. Like he's seriously X Factor. He's seriously X Factor. Did you see that spell against uh, Pakistan in that Surrey game before it got rained off? You can't lay a bat on that. I'm not, I haven't seen it to be fair. Have you not seen him bowl? No. I've, I've just been too so busy with work. I haven't really right. seen too much of it. Do yourself a favour and watch some highlights of him bowling. He is seriously good. 91 mile an hour, nipping it off the scene, swinging it early as well, which not many 
players do with the white ball these days. He's something else. His bar, it just it's just so it just comes so easy. To yeah, I, it's, it was really telling how I, I think he was rested for the was it the fourth and fifth games or or the third and fourth games of that series. Like he he did enough in a rained off game and another full game when Morgan is clearly and everyone's just gone. You know what? Yeah, okay. All this talk there was loads of talk about his potential and whether he's good enough and you know all this sort of qualification stuff and the fact that he's coming in for someone who um, has obviously been with the side for quite a long time and you know obviously though he was well he's ended up taking the place of David Willey which is obviously really harsh on Willey but in a couple of in a couple of spells really he came in and everyone just went you know what he's 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 the business mm-hmm. that's it he, he should be in the side he's world class you know you say what you want about the qualification stuff but if he's available and you're Owen Morgan you want him in your side and he's he's just taken. I, I, he makes that England bowling lineup suddenly look as good as anyone's. I think, and and I and really, I think England's batting lineup is the best. I I, I don't think anyone. You know, if if you look at India's batting lineup, you take out the top three or four. You know, from four down after Kohli, that they're, they're not that special. They're, Even they're not. Rohit and Darwin have not done that much. There's all relying on Kohli, isn't it? Exactly, Kohli's a huge thing for them, and and I, I and I'm not almost not that worried. If you if you can get Kohli out and a couple of early wickets with India, England could beat them with their top of their England's top six is unbelievable. Best those in the form of his life. Roy in, on on flat wickets with a non-swinging ball, he'll just smoke it. England have. Gone. I think they've gone 60 for none out of something like 13 out of the last 16 games, which just sets Jay, uh, Joe Root up to come in and just play. You know, you know, he still strikes at 100, and he's the most consistent player probably in the world. I think when it comes to one day cricket, he just seems to get past 50 every game. And then you've got Stokes. Then you've got or you got Morgan. Then you've got Stokes, and then you've got Butler. <laughs> and basically, England just seem to be able to get to to, well. to 30 overs, uh, and and then. And then basically wait, and, and the next wicket will get Josh Butler, and he only bats at number six. So if you can, if you can get one of the best players in the world waiting for twenty overs to go, and he basically comes in and plays a one-day innings, he only needs sixty balls to make a hundred. If if England can do it, that you know every game they'll do it. Clearly, they're not going to do it every week. Um, That's the concern, right? But it, it's all it's all there set up for them to win. But but I mean, there will be times where they waver. But I I just think England are so strong. And um, on home soil, there's a huge amount of pressure. Do you, I mean, is there an element of being English, Crowther, about the fact that we think maybe we might just fall at the last hurdle? No, it's just a fact because, you know, you think back twice in the West Indies, obviously the, the Pakistan in the, in the Champions Trophy, Rabada at Lords. There was the one, I can't remember the venue in New Zealand, when Root and Basto got hundreds. And then we completely collapsed. We only got to three hundred and lost. We should have got four hundred in that game. Yeah. So it's it's not. It's just the fact is it keeps happening, and we don't have a uh, I don't know Michael Bevan type character who's going to come in and play differently. They all play the same way. So when it goes wrong, it goes really badly wrong. It's kind of the same for everyone, though, right? Like I think it, it's easy at the moment because England are that good, and it's sort of easy to go right. Well, this is the standard that they should set every week. But it's kind of the same for everyone, isn't it? Yeah, but you wait and watch if Donny and Coley are in position to kill a game. They will kill the game. I'm not convinced. Apart from Butler, we we, mm. we don't. There just doesn't seem to be quite. It's all right. Well, I'm going to say go and play your game, and but there's got to be a little bit more smarts about it up to a certain point. And I just don't see as. 
I, ju- I don't know. I just have a bad feeling. They don't, they don't really? have a plan B. Essentially, going yeah. back to your initial yeah. point, they don't have a plan B, yeah. and they don't yeah. in test cricket either. It's, it's the same with yeah. the English cricket trend. That's that's the way they're going at the moment. The only, one of the interesting things, like looking at if if you were to host a World Cup, and when was the last World Cup here? Ninety nine. Ninety nine. Yeah. Like what were the wickets <laughs> like? Well, because the, uh, if, if you stages. if you compare that, look at the Royal London Cup that's been played here in April May. The scores have been ginormous every single game. The wickets yeah. are flat, real flat. Well, I, I think it's interesting. For I, I, I'm sure a huge difference is the balls. I, I mean, I remember '99. Um, I mean, I was like 15, but I, I remember it being a bit of a. Uh, I can't remember if is that sunny or not. Really, those Drop are big night for Nasser Hussain in which usual. Yeah, that's really. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Night was Nick like Nick one of your best one day match with it. great partnership, yeah. and then Bumble put bloody Nasser up there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and um, but it was. You know, but the ball would have been moving. You know, I think Tendulkar got two hundred against Kenya or something, didn't he? The first ever double one day. first ever double ton, I think, in one, in one day cricket. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, but he, you know, it was like Damien Fleming got a lot of wickets in that World Cup and people like. Yeah, that. I mean, it, I mean, it would always be remembered for that Donald run out when it, with uh, with Klusner at the other end. Uh, but, yeah. but I mean, it was I, I, the difference is the, the pitches weren't as good and the balls weren't as. Well, I don't know if you call them good or bad, really, but they were moving. Well, you get two new balls as well now, which has actually been beneficial yeah. for the batsman because the ball's so much harder. Well, the ball's harder and it doesn't move. It's not swinging. It swing there'll the be no swing. There'll be no seam movement. Yeah. So really, the only way to take wickets is um, pace. real pace or yeah. real variation. Yeah. And that, I mean, variation is probably not going to take wickets early, is it? it you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take... It might take runs off the board in, in, in the later overs, but really... You know, who's? I mean, how do you take wickets in the first ten? The power play. You know, you've got no fielders on the boundary. You know, it's it's going to be really hard yeah, for opening bowlers. In last Africa, they have uh, Rabada, Stain, and, and Giddy. I mean, Jesus, mm. if anybody's going to, you know. Well, then there's Mitchell Stark. I mean, Mitchell Stark, but Stark. then there's Archer and Wood, and you know, I, I think it's just going to Trent Bolt. Trent Bolt, yeah. Trent Bolt, yeah, it's true. Bummer I mean, it's good. Shaldy might not even make our team. You know, we were talking about really? last night. Well, they've got Lockie Ferguson as well. He's bowling ninety mile an hour, and then they've got Matt Henry too, and. Is that just because Lockie Ferguson played for your club in Auckland? No, well, yeah, he's a good fellow, Lockie, <laughs> but, he's, Parnell, but he's, he went back to Parnell, yeah. He was never a corner boy, actually, but yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Um, but no, but he's 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 guest, so sadly might miss out. And I didn't mean to interfere with the New Zealand conversation, but yeah, no, no, there, there right. are some seriously good bowlers going around, but I don't think, I think this World Cup's going to be extremely high scoring. I mean, we're all in it. Like, Glamorgan chased 350 against Sussex at Ho. It's like, Glamorgan are useless. Yeah. Just 350 what? where's that come from the game's moved on it was the last World Cup where it moved on again so you think back to Sri Lanka in 95 or 6 or whenever 6 yeah so that was when the game took a quantum leap that was Jai Sarir and um, and whatever his, um, De Silva and uh, what's, who did oh Aravinda Oh, well, yeah, who did, who did um, Ranatunga? Jai Sarir and Kalu, um, Kalawitarana. Kalawitarana, the that, keeper yeah and then I and then, then the last World Cup it went to a new because I really didn't didn't care about the last World Cup, but I got so into it. De Villiers, yeah. Guptill, Gale. Oh, Callum was awesome. Oh, McCullum. I mean, that's what, and that, and, and, and so yeah, that 20 year period or whatever, yeah. that's when the game is, is and now it's onto a whole new level. So, is there any sort of danger that this World Cup is just going to be a complete run fest? Well, it will be. I don't know about the word. I know what you mean about the word danger. I, I remember when we, you know, the the one where we got the record score at Trent Bridge. I think that was last year. I got a bit bored of watching Alex Hales mm. pump it into the. St- it was they, well, the Pakistani bowler had just had enough. He come round the wicket, yeah. so he bang it in, and and Hales opened up like a baseball player and just kept swatting it. And it, it was that side of the ground that's cut off, and it was just. A, I know the people in the crowd but the, love but it. There will whatever. be games like that, right? I mean, the, the, you know, the, there's going to be four 
400 chase down in this in this yeah. World Cup. But Mark, well, is I that think- good? Is that good for the game? <sighs> on a on a purely, I guess, commercial sense for your average fan or your new fans, then maybe yeah, I like to see a better contest between bat and ball. I'd rather see games. I reckon your best games are going to be 280, 270 kind of games. That'll yeah. be the best games. With the ball doing a bit. It's too stacked in favour of the batsman. Yeah. You, like, you think back to the last World Cup, that Aussie-New Zealand game, 150. Yeah. I mean, it was unbelievable. Yeah. When South Africa-New Zealand was about 270, 280, yeah, the, Grand, the Grant Elliott game. Australia-New Zealand game was the best game of that yeah, World was, Cup, wasn't it? 149 we bowled them out for. Yeah. Well, sorry, they bowled us out for. and um, yeah. Sorry, we bowled them out for. And then they chased it down, yeah. yeah. But, but it is going to be high scoring. It's just the nature of the game at the moment, unfortunately. And, and the way the wickets are playing out, it is going to be three, 350 plays 340. One of the minnows might get smashed for 500 for the first time. I'm reckon. <laughs> I'm seriously. Do. There is a chance. If, yeah. I mean, yeah. if England get on a flat deck against, against Bangladesh or somebody, yeah. They could get 500. If, yeah. if you know, Roy and Bairstow get going in the first yeah. 10. But, yeah. I, but I also think that one of the minnows could, like, Afghanistan could spring an upset. Not Maybe not England, but, like, you know, they've got a couple of good bowlers there. there. They could do yeah. well. Not in, I don't I just think, if it was in, if it was in Asia, then, yeah, I, I just... I think they're really strong. What about at Taunton? Because they're playing New Zealand at Taunton, and that's traditionally well, been a... a oh, is they um, Leach, yeah. Leach has been ripping up yeah, already this season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Good one, They've got to beat someone. I mean, they well, can't it wouldn't be go good if they beat New Zealand, mate. Settle out. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Obviously not New Zealand, cheese. Yes, clearly. That would be horrendous for everyone involved. Uh, speaking of the last World Cup, um, I've got a quiz. Fantastic. Interesting. It's been a I'm, while. You I'm know, we've re- not done anything like this for ages. You know, come I'm on. really good at these, Joe. Yeah, right. well, okay. Well, so, we're on the eve of the 2019 World Cup. That took a while to get on. Is that, that the year? Bloody hell. Uh, I've got a few questions about the 2015 World Cup. See how much you remember. Now, unfortunately, Marty was meant to be here. If anyone's not... Um, any, Well, if anyone's missed Marty, probably not. But <laughs> if they have, unfortunately, he's been tied up at work. So, the questions were actually going to be a lot easier, probably, because Marty would have been here and Australia won the World Cup so he probably remembers more than any of us about what happened in 2015 um, so I've got some questions and some of them are focused towards your team so Ed I'll ask you about England Cheese I'll ask you about New Zealand so we'll see how we go first of all so this is all about the 2015 World Cup right one at a time is it or is it open uh, a bit of a mixture okay let us know do let us know <laughs> yeah I'll let you know buzz <laughs> alright so first one uh, just have your answer first and then I'll ask you for the answer first and then you can't change your mind cheese <laughs> I wouldn't and do then, that right topical really how many teams contested the 2015 World Cup I'll give you a second I should have some interluding music or something tonight. I, I think I've got my answer keep you going it's probably wrong right go on then 12 12 from 12. Crowther it was 14 Ooh. well done it's fourteen. I thought it was three groups of four, uh, three groups of. Who were the extra four? Scotland. I don't think Scotland were there. It would well. It would have been Ireland. How many groups were there? There was two groups of seven. Right. So I think. Really. Yeah. There was. Yeah. There was qualifying. No. So it was. Uh, potentially the UAE. Uh, we should yeah, know. Yeah. Actually, yeah UAE were they? Yeah. Yeah. Nepal. I think Nepal were in the qualifiers, weren't we? We might be getting mixed up with the three twenty. To be fair, but <laughs> anyway. <laughs> It, it was full. Move it on. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, next question. This is for both of you again. It's slightly English focused. Who became the first Englishman to get a World Cup hat trick when they played Australia in a glorious 110 run defeat? <laughs> well, they scored 110. Or when? How? Are we at in, in, in the World Cup. 20, oh, of yeah. course. It's all against Australia. Of course. And uh, it was. Uh, 
the clue is well it's not really a clue but he got them in the last three balls of the Australia innings and they still lost by 110 England were irrelevant in their World Cup yeah. so it's hard to remember who played it's not easy <laughs> Gary Balance played I'm pretty sure the answer <laughs> to this question is Gary Balance yeah, no England no he Bola, got sacked England Bola got a hat trick Broad Ellie that's incorrect Ellie Stephen Finn did he Stephen Finn the only no, England player to get a World Cup hat trick can you believe it okay so I mean this is pointless without money really name me one of the umpires who umpired the World Cup final why would Marty know that? Well, I don't know. They won. Should have, he'll have really I mean, watched it on you know, DVD Gold many times. <laughs> 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 Who pays attention to the umpire? There was an Englishman to start with. He used to play for Yorkshire. That's, I mean, you're not going to help. i got an answer. i got one answer. Go on, then. Lloyd's? No. Bowden? No. no. Kettlebury Damasina. Never mind. <laughs> Damasina? <laughs> He's a fixer, isn't he? Who am I? I was born in 1989. Jeez. I played in the 2015 World Cup. I played 23 tests and I averaged 37 with the bat. I qualified for England through my grandparents, one of whom was an RAF pilot in World War II. Ben Stokes. Incorrect. Balance. Correct. Really? <laughs> yeah. Born in Zimbabwe in 1989, yeah. His grandfather was an RAF pilot in the World War II. His, ba- his batting average very, Unbelievable. Went very quickly from 75 to 37 <laughs> once, yeah. uh, as soon as Bolton found it out. That's true. Balance is always floating around in Ed's mind, hey. It's always just this lingering. He's got loads of runs already this season. Okay, if he gets picked it? for the Ashes, I just, <laughs> you don't want to be seeing me that day. He is flying in Yorkshire, mate. <laughs> he is flying. Oh, Surely not. Uh, right, so Crowther's 1-0 up. This is... Well, this is as predicted, really. Oh, this is like the World Cup. Uh, who was man of the match in the World Cup final 2015? Stark? Faulkner. Correct, Crowther. Damn it. 2 0 up. How did you know that? Knew it. There were two players because he was in he was in the news recently about the gay thing about the gay thing yeah, yeah. and I remember he came out on Instagram as a joke and then I read the article and it said man of the match in the 2015 World Cup <laughs> I remember that article yeah so for, so he, did you, did so you read that he came oh, out so saying my my this husband is my man friend but this is my, no I think it's my husband I think. So he, like someone no, so everyone he's went, like my partner for for years or something like that yeah. but like. Right. Oh. And then, of course, everyone went up in arms when he said, oh, no, I, was, I was just kidding, mate, sorry. Why would you get angry about him kidding about that? Don't take yeah. his word literally in the first place. The dangers of social media. I'm not going into that. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, right, next question. Right, there were two players who shared the overall most wickets for the tournament in the World Cup 2015. So you can have two guesses each. So do you want two names from me now? Yeah, yeah. You can, well, it's up to you. You can have, you know. You get a maximum of two. Bolt. Cheese. I was going to say Bolt as well. Yeah, of course well. you were. <coughs> that was one of them, was it? It might be. Oh, right. So you don't know the name. Um, no, it was a joint. It was a joint. Who was the when fourth? Stark. I was going to say that as well, but who was the fourth semi-finalist? South Africa and... New Zealand. Australia. Yeah, and then there's the fourth one. Is it India, was it? Yeah. In, in, India won their group. They didn't have no. Any. India played um, Australians. India played Australia, and New Zealand played South Africa. The Grand South, South Africa. Yeah. Yeah, Stain. Yeah. It was Mitchell Stark. I was going to say Stark, but I thought I shouldn't answer this. That's the same. <laughs> so Crowther's. This is when we need a pen. Crowther's three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll come to you first this time, Cheese. It was Bolt. Bolt was. It was Bolt and Mitchell Stark. Yeah, yeah with yeah. the joint top wicket takers in the World Cup. Yeah. We just dropped David Woolley. Classic. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Brilliant. Old 125k an hour, Willie. Yeah. Who got the most runs in the 2015 World Cup? Brendan McCullum. 
Martin, not gonna... Martin Guptum. Oh, good shout, Crowther. No, done it again. No. He, got two, he got 200 in oh. one game. Only yeah, because McCallum scored so many. Bye, hell. Okay. Just... Uh, who got the most sixes? Last question. I, I go to Villiers. McCallum, because he played in New Zealand every week. Gale Force, wasn't it? It was only Chris Gale, wasn't it? I got zero right again. Yeah. <laughs> you blanked all the way through. And you were I actually think... an adult at the time of this event, which you're normally yeah. not when we do Usually when we thing. ask you about the 90s and you were four years old, it's fine. <laughs> this time you were in your late 20s. You didn't really pay uh, attention to stats, eh? Hey? You just watched the cricket. Yeah. You were at some of the games. <laughs> That's true. You were even living there. <laughs> Who pays attention to the stats? I mean, come on. Fair enough. All right. Well, anyway, moving on away from the 2015 World Cup. Why don't we talk about uh, a couple of other teams from around the world then? How do we talk about Australia to start with? I was going to sort of give Marty the floor here. Mm. Uh, he's not here to represent himself, which, I mean, annoyingly is quite a good thing because in many ways, um, I think people are... I mean, I, most England fans are wary of Australia at the best of times, right, when it comes to the World Cup. Um, they've changed the batting order slightly. I don't know if you've seen it this week. They're... they're I don't know if they're going to do it for the World Cup, but there's talk of Kawaja and Finch opening with Warner at three and then Smith. I don't know if it will happen. Um, but then there's, you know, there's Marsh and there's Maxwell and there's Carey, then there's, Stoinis. you know, uh, yeah, potentially. Yeah, Stoinis is around. Yeah, and then they've got the bowling lineup. Zampa's in there as well. They're suddenly becoming a force to be reckoned with, aren't they? Oh, they are. It so kills were, me to say When it. they were here at the end, tail end of last summer, it's only nine, ten months. They were rubbish. Mm-hmm. And they look completely... Hopeless. They look yeah. completely dispirited. And then just... Well, even before Smith and Warner about to come back, they, they performed so well in India. And now they've got their two best batters back. I just have this, just have this feeling because they've got a great bowling attack as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, That's the fear, isn't it? I hadn't considered actually winning, but yeah, you're right. Actually, it's, the, the thing is, like Australia. There's no hype around them at the moment either. There's very, it's a very low key. Well, the only up, hype you know? is about Smith and Warner, about how much stick they're going to get in the crowd. Yeah, but actually coming the, out. The, of annoying, the, the thing is, they're, they're going to play a load of these low key ish games, where it's not against England. It's not like the Ashes. Mm. So when it comes to Test match cricket, Warner and Smith are going to be out there. They're going to get if, if that was first. You know, before the World Cup, they'll get a lot of stick. There'll be a huge amount of hype in both presses. There's a huge amount of build-up to an Ashes series in a different way to the than there is a, to a World Cup because the World Cup, there's ten teams, all the teams start arriving, all the fans start arriving. It's only one-day cricket, so that everyone sort of looks at it very differently to the Ashes, where it's a really one-on-one sort of duel. Everyone goes into loads of details about what's happening in the training camps, little injuries. You know, it's really hard place to be a tourist when you're the away team, like as England found out in a really bad way in Australia 18 months ago and all that crap about, you know, what's happening behind closed doors and stuff. And if that was happening with Warner and Smith, they'd be here, they'd be on on the cameras now already, you know, they'd be playing a warm-up, their four-day match against Worcester or something. There'd be loads of people giving them a stick and it would be all about that and all the papers would be full of it. Whereas now they're sort of under the radar because it's a World Cup and everyone's really pining, or even the English press are really talking about England. They're not really talking about the Aussies. They're not really talking about Warner and Smith. And they're really, and Langer's obviously in there. They would have been really hurt by all the crap that came at them last year. Some of it rightly so, some of it was a bit over the top, as I think that's fair to say. But like they've got a massive point to prove. They've got, I mean, they've always got a chip on their shoulder, but they've got a massive chip on their shoulder now. And that's a dangerous animal, I think. And, um, you know, the, the white ball doesn't move. And I think Warner might have a 
might have a field day and if Mitchell Stark can get any swing at 90 miles an hour which he can do with that left arm then you know are we are we looking at six time right winners they'll be right up there alright anybody who has written them off I think is probably wrong yeah I just have this feeling they're going to just the way it's coming together for them um, just mm. a bit ominous yeah and I think the point that you mentioned there about Justin Langer as well like they'll be in a combative mood that's they'll be in a oh, yeah. mood. They've been backs to the wall for two, three years. Yeah, now. Just, Justin Langer will be every, everyone hates us. So be, let's go out and, and, and the Joseph don't say anything personal apart from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and just you, don't slag off each other's wives or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you look at him throughout his whole career, and that's that's the way that he played the game. That's what he loved. He absolutely loved it, and that's why he'll have those guys in a mood to do so. Yeah. They got the team to do it, and they'll have the attitude to do it. They're yeah, serious contenders. Oh, that's that makes my skin crawl. That. That's just horrible, isn't it? <laughs> Would it fall to England, uh, Aussie in a semi-final? Is that well, how does that work actually? So yeah, so the format is is really simple. It's probably the most simple format they've ever had. So there's ten teams in the World Cup. Um, it's a ten-team league basically. So you play each other once, and then the top four teams go into the semi-finals. First against fourth, second against third. Simple as that. So it's very very simple. So everyone plays nine games up front. England have got a very weird schedule. I mean, not weird, but almost unfortunate. I think their last three games out of the nine, in no particular order, I think New Zealand's last, but I think it might be Australia, India, New Zealand. Wow. Or potentially India, Australia, New Zealand. So they've basically got the, potentially the three best teams right at the end, which when you, when you come into play that they've already played six games, there might be a few niggles around, then you've got your hardest three games at the end, then you've got the semi, then you've got a final with fast bowlers and everything else it might bring a few injury concerns into it so it'll be interesting to see uh, how England fare really because that's that's not an ideal schedule actually for England and you, you kind of want them spread out Rashid's slightly injured that's why they picked yeah. Dawson as a backup yeah right? well they should, that Dawson thing he should, why has he not already been in instead of Denley what has what they've been doing with that yeah you were saying that earlier Joe that's bizarre it's a strange selection everybody everybody from the Sky Sports commentators to people like us everybody knows that Dawson should be in there instead of Denley and why has Denley been in there for this I just don't understand what they've done with that it was a weird Dawson's selection in, in cracking form as well for Hampshire yeah, yeah I mean I, I, yeah I mean, I mean Dawson's in his place isn't he but he's not um, I, I don't really know yeah, what, but he's only played three or four one day so this would have been perfect yeah. opportunity to get him two to give him three games, games or something yeah. yeah and the problem is now what happens if I mean in my opinion if, if Mo and Ali or, or Rashid go down the day before a game, I don't think they pick Dawson anyway. Now I think they'll just go with an extra seamer yeah. and risk it. Well, if, if Rashid goes down, it's disaster. There's no. So that was another interesting question. So, like, but I mean, in my opinion, Butler and Rashid are England's two best players. Not best, not best players. I mean, they're not far off, most but important. but I mean, crucial most players. most important. Like they're they're the most irreplaceable players, right? Because if Rashid gets injured. You are no, almost we're, we're sunk. I think we're yeah. If Ali gets and you just bring don't make any. I mean, he doesn't get any runs anymore. He doesn't. Yeah, you may as well. Just you could bring in Dawson for Ali without a problem, really, or even Tom Curran, not you, a problem. If you wanted light for light, you'd have to go Parkinson or Crane, I guess. <laughs> well, but I mean, you wouldn't. <laughs> well, no, no, they're you not going to do want, it. Yeah, no, yeah, look, yeah, Matt yeah. Parkinson at Lancashire's pretty. They're not going to bring in Parkinson. Well, if you want, all if Rashid gets injured the day before the World Cup final, they're not going to bring in Parkinson. And... <laughs> Into a walker, you know, I mean, he's it, never played bring else. Like, it, yeah. Well, they wouldn't do it. They'd replace him with it. They'd bring in Tom Curran or Wood or, or whoever doesn't play. You know, Curran and Wood, you know, in my opinion, they'll probably start with Wokes, 
Plunkett and Archer, I think, is their three seamers plus Stokes plus two spinners. So I think Cohen and Wood are probably the two on the bench alongside Dawson. But I think but if either of the spinners. Wood should be the man in possession. Don't forget his his last few games against Maybe. Them. Bloody hell. I, I think mean, I reckon, I, yeah. I reckon they'll open the bowling with him and Archer. I, I think him and Archer. I had this frightening. Not no, Wokes will lead the attack. Wokes is the leader of the attack. Wokes will start. Yeah, His record is brilliant. Mm. I think, you know. But it is difficult. I, it was There's the only slightly muddled selection of the whole England uh, kind of selection Well, if you wanted the extra process. senior, you've got root, so you could just drop Ali if you wanted to yeah, go down that route. Yeah, exactly. I think they'll just pick Curran and then just have root excuse, if, if, excuse it, if it's turning. Hit that. If you want to go down that route. Yeah, sorry. Cheers for that, cheese. Enjoyed that. Uh, what about the kits? England brought out the kit the other day. Gives a shit. I give a shit. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Have you not seen it? I think it's brilliant. I have seen it. It's an 80, a 92. It's the 92 yeah. version, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is the last time we got to a semi, so that would be a start. <laughs> frankly. Is that the last time? Right. That was the last time we got to a semi. Jeez, You've been to about four since then. Last, last time we got a group. Last time we got a group. Oops, microphone. Nice, nice work, cheese. Yeah, Just okay, drop your mic there, mate. Yeah. Um, yeah, Kit, watch what what what. I like, when the navy, I liked our navy blue. I thought it was smart. It looks a bit like one of these bloody sky ocean rescue campaigns now. <laughs> no doubt, some political influence going sky on. Sky ocean rescue you know, campaign. They do these bloody let's not throw any more plastic in the sea. They hijack the cricket for one of these. I'm pretty sure they're just trying to take it back to the good times. That's about it, aren't they? Yeah. To the last time we got to a, a semi final. I didn't know that. That's quite. Um, so last bad. time we got out of the group. That's pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. It can't be the last time we got out of the 27 group. 27 years ago? No, no, we got to the quarters in 96. I did. That was that one Sri We must have had another quarter since then, haven't we? We opened Super with Mike Afton, they opened with Jai Saria, yeah. Yeah, that's going to go well, isn't it? Okay, on a more general sort of uh, point then, if we're looking at the game as a whole then, Crowder, I'll, I'll speak to you because Jesus is still messing <laughs> about his it. microphone. As a, as a summer for English cricket, how important do you think this is for the game as a whole? Oh. And World Cup and then Ashes. Yeah, I mean, it's... All the money they're putting into it. The, obviously, the 100 is coming next year, which, like it or loathe it, is coming. Yeah. And obviously, that, that is a massive push to get young people into the game, people that don't understand the game at the moment, that's going to get them in. Yeah. How important is England's success this summer, do you think, to, coupled on to the 100 coming next year, as an opportunity to get, make cricket in the national well, it's, conscience it's fantastic again. but none of it's on, TV, on normal TV still so we, we have to factor that in it would have been good if some of this was on terrestrial I've yeah. already thought about that I'll tell you what I have thought about and similar point is how if we don't win it the last four years so Bayliss Strauss um, the, the complete polarisation of county cricket the four day stuff uh, the, the 50 over competition being brought into the middle the final being brought forward everything Everything has been sacrificed. Well, not everything. The thing that our test cricket has been sacrificed to yeah. win this. So if we win it, I guess we'll have to say it's justified. If we lose it, then for me, because our test cricket has been pretty poor under Bayliss. I agree, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, everything has been good. It, it is massive. Because actually... Because they, changed, they completely changed the schedules. Well, everything. and also I was thinking about this the other day as well. And, and as amazing as this England team has been, the one-day team I'm talking about, and they've been incredible. They will always be remembered, you know, certainly from an England fan's point of view, as a, an unbelievable side. The side that got to number one, deservedly so, have been there for a couple of years. They're an incredible side. But my worry, and, and, and I've heard podcasts with Michael Vaughan and there's other, like, 
people are saying this England side will always be remembered as a brilliant side. And actually, if they don't win this, they'll have lost the T20 World Cup in the last over. They'll have lost the Champions Trophy on home soil against Pakistan out of the blue. And they'll have lost the home World Cup if they do that. And I've, I've, I hope to God they win it. But if they, if they don't win it... So that, in my opinion, a sport like one-day cricket isn't important enough, really, in terms of history, to be remembered as... You know, the teams don't get remembered apart from big trophies, right? They're not going to be remembered for beating Australia 5-0 last year. Even England fans have forgotten about that. They're not going to remember for beating Pakistan 4-0 or, or South Africa 3-2 or whatever. They'll be remembered for losing three, well, two finals and one semi-final or whatever it is. This, you know, They'll be remembered as an amazing side that never won a trophy, which is a terrifying prospect. And I know that's a really English sort of thing to say because really we should just be saying, right, let's go and bloody wing the thing. And if they do it, you know what? They will go down as a great side, the first England side to win it, and they'll be forever remembered, and they'll be they get all the credit they deserve because they're the number one in the world, and they totally deserve it. But if they if they balls this up, and like you say, all the pressure in terms of the shift in in the ECB's priorities and 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 you know the county the cricket county the cricket has suffered for it <clears throat> because they wanted to win the World Cup. Yeah. If they don't do it, then this England side will get a bit older now. You know, some guys will retire and blah blah blah. And suddenly, it's the amazing side that won bugger all. And, and that's a really, really difficult thing to... I mean, it's, you know, I hate piling the pressure on because they deserve to win it and, you know, whatever. But that's a massive thing, isn't it? Yeah, and your question evolved there to, from going to what, if, whether this is the good to the game or whether it's good for the young cricket teams. That was quite interesting. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. No, 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 it's good. You're passionate about it. I like it. It's, it's awesome. Um, but I'd, I'd look at it in a different, a different perspective is that it does still take a lot of luck to win a cricket world cup you can't you know just because you're the best team it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to win it so they could potentially lose it very easily but the, for the good of the game if you look at events that have been held in, in the UK previously such as the Olympics in 2012 yeah. look at what it does for that kind of thing and if you it, just, just simply hosting the cricket world cup here having a very good team who hopefully win it but well, actually just hosting the tournament Will be a good thing. There's a massive cricket. In the there's country. a massive downside to that. And look at the 2015 Rugby World Cup. That was a total disaster because England got knocked out in the groups. Now I don't think England will get knocked out in the groups. But so that but, but the 2015 the game, how, how was it for the game? It was a, it was an absolute disaster. So right. so <laughs> it's true. Like they have to do well if they get to the semis. And there's some great cricket in between. Then I, I, I think you're right. I think it will do wonders for the game. And I think the BBC, despite having no um, live broadcast in terms of television are putting they're putting a huge you know I think there's a podcast every day on TMS and everything and people are throwing a huge amount of marketing and everything you know consciousness behind it which is brilliant so it will help it but if England don't win it it'll be a real shame and then if they go on to get battered in the ashes yeah, but if it's, it's a massive 2015 mass- World Cup I mean we were embarrassing I still enjoyed the last World Cup mm. I, st- I think if it's, if, it's, if it's as good as that that really grabbed me that last World Cup I thought it was fantastic and if it's just something like that with so many you know, it could be amazing. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's, there's, it is going to be all tournaments. All the games are sold out. There's going to be some great atmospheres. The thing about a, a World Cup in England as, as well is the fact that there's obviously massive Asian populations in certain cities. The Indian-Pakistan games are going to be mental. The games will be packed. Yeah. Packed Every time Sri Lanka, India, like Bangladesh are playing the Oval, it's going to be... Not so sure Taunton will be too packed for New Zealand. Uh, Af- Afghanistan. It's <laughs> <laughs> an interesting not. destination for that game. Yeah. I thought yeah. that was a bit weird. You should have the... I mean, if the Kiwis aren't playing someone 
Asian. They well, I suppose. I mean, it should yeah. be in London though, because that's where all the Kiwis are. They're yeah, Kiwis down in Taunton. No one's catching a three and a half. I can't imagine there's that many Afghans in Taunton. All the Kiwis would be passed out by the time we've had that three-hour ride down. That's bizarre choice, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a big summer, right? Mate, it's going to be awesome. And, and I might be looking at it as a small small country mentality, like in New Zealand, the impact that that had was huge. Really? Over here, yeah, oh, massive, massive for cricket. But over here, that might be a little bit different because England's big, big any, anyway, and the kind of expectation around England is that you want to win. So. You'll think well, it's a shame it's like De Villiers, De Villiers, why is he not in this World Cup? Like he, in the last World Cup, my God, he just kept sweeping 90-mile-an-hour bowlers over final. But, yeah, you say that, but, but then... You know, we got Butler. Butler yeah. could do that. You know, Butler, Butler could be that yeah, guy, yeah, yeah. and it's a home World Cup, and that's what we've got to hope. Stokes might come with it. You know, Morgan, anyone. I, I, There's a lot I'm of potential. Looking forward to seeing play, and I reckon they're a real dark horse. The West Indies. I really yeah. love seeing them play. Uh, guys, like Andre Russell turning up. Andre it's Gale's Russell, last man. tournament, isn't it? Mate, they dude. haven't got that. What's that spinner? The, why is, is it Badry? Why is he not? Play? Or is it Bishu? Oh God knows. The one, one who does really well in the IPL. I don't know why he's not. Um, I must be political stuff, but. Yeah, it's all political. Yeah, I know you talk. Sometimes he opens. Sometimes he opens the betting over there in the IPL, yeah, doesn't yeah, he? I yeah. know you're talking about. I can't remember his name, yeah. but they're serious. Under Russell, serious, and the, the, you know, beating England and all that was Test cricket. The kind of vibe that they've got about them at the moment, guys like Jason Holder around. Um, what's his face that was playing in North Ants recently that won the 2020 World Cup as the captain Holder Holder yeah. they got a good they got a good vibe about them I think I'm looking forward to seeing them it could be a belter could not it well, fingers crossed. So the World Cup starts next Thursday. I'd love to say we're going to do many podcasts before then. I'm not going to promise anything based on our recent <laughs> records, but please get in touch on Twitter. We're at CricketPod. I'm at Madougal Joe. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Sorry again for the massive months of hiatus, but uh, uh, we'll be back in time before the World Cup and certainly during it after in, and during what will be an amazing summer for English cricket. Thanks all. Cheers. Thanks, Ed. Pleasure. Cheers, cheese. Cheers, mate. Good night. <laughs>